Welcome, everybody, to the season finale, season three of the How You Say podcast. I'm Boyd. And I'm AJ. And we survived. Neither of us got COVID, I believe. Uh, I believe so, yes. I, I can speak for myself. <laughs> yes. I don't know about you. You had a scare there in uh, October, I believe it was, but it sounds like I was negative. I've had a couple of throat scratches uh, over the past few months, but have you been I don't tested? believe any of them have been realized. I've been tested twice uh, in December and July. Both of them were negative. So, Oh, but have you been least... tested for the antibodies? I've not been tested for the antibodies. Okay. So you don't know whether one of the throat scratches was COVID? Could have been COVID. Yeah. I'll never know. No. I mean, until I get the antibody test. <laughs> All right. I digress. So here we are. Uh, we have completed the football season. Uh, there was no week 18, as I thought there might be. There were no cancellations. There were a couple of kind of screwy uh, reschedules. But other than that, uh, pretty standard fantasy football season. We didn't have to go through very many of the contingency plans. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had to name contingency players one time. And I don't believe any of those guys ever ended up uh, counting, but um, we have a new champion. Uh, we have a new loser. So why don't we uh, find out how we got here? Yeah. So starting off with the toilet bowl. Always. Starting Let's go toilet bowl. At the bottom, and it was a interesting high scoring one. It uh, certainly was. The winner of the loser bowl, aka not the loser, had high points. Out of the entire league. For and the that person was Laura. Yeah. Laura had a huge performance. Uh, big game from Josh Allen, 38. Big game from Mike Evans, 37. She even got uh, less than a point from her OP, Matt Stafford. Uh, didn't really have the options on her bench to get that uh, best week of the year. But uh, 175 is nothing to sniff at. Uh, Holtzclaw, on the other hand, put up a 126, a respectable number. Uh, that would have been, I believe, top half at least. Uh, so great job, Holtzclaw, in the effort. Uh, unfortunately, you just you matched up against the wrong person, uh, which is why you don't want to put yourself in that situation, I guess. So Holtzclaw, unfortunately, you are duty wings. Uh, we will see if he ends up paying up. Uh, we are still waiting for Baker to eat his wings. Maybe the two of them can have a little wing party together. I don't know. I don't know. Um... And did Holtzclaw get high point for the year? Did he get best week? Yeah. No, that was Ted. Ted had a week in like week eight or something. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, crazy, crazy matchup. (laughs) And I don't know whether we want to spend too much more time on it, but yeah, that's basically it. The segue to our championship matchup is going from high point of the week to low point of the week. Yes. Was the loser of the matchup. And that was me. I and that was it. you. And Barrett, Barrett is the big winner. Congratulations, Barrett. It was, we thought it was going to be the high point uh, for the week until Monday Night Football uh, when yeah. Josh Allen just went crazy. Yeah. Uh, Barrett with a 166. Uh, my team completely took a dump all over themselves and then rubbed all over. No, no, no. I I will challenge that. Oh, you are? Okay. (laughs) And I haven't said anything to you so far about your loss. Correct. 
But so this is my like five minutes of pain. Yeah, this is. This is I think your team did fine. What do you want to tell me about my team? I think your team was amazing and fine. Yeah, the team is amazing. They did I think the manager, teams. the manager, the coach, shut the bed. Oh, did I now? He okay. did it a AJ at every single position. Every single position. All right. So tell me what you would have done differently. So let's start with quarterbacks. Okay. You were talking last week, Tua versus Dolphin, blah, blah, blah. Sure, let's pick Trubisky. That gets you an extra 15 points. Okay. But Dolphin would have got you even more. Nick Chubb, you're not going to move out of the lineup. No. And what I will say is, though, that if you had an inkling about AJ Dillon, maybe you move him in. Maybe you don't. I'm going to stop you right there. If you're going to tell me I should have started A.J. Dillon, you are completely blowing your credibility. Sure, so let's sure. Just, that's let's that was, that that's my only script. Because there is not a person on this earth that would have started A.J. Dillon over either Aaron Jones or Josh Jacobs. Going against the Miami defense. What, okay, so what the thing I will make is Brandon Cooks over Josh Jacobs. Okay. Right, because Josh Jacobs is going against one of the toughest run defenses in Miami. Mm -hmm. Right, you didn't know whether he was going to have his starting quarterback or not, like Derek Carr. Okay, right, injury there was injury concerns with Derek Carr, so Mm -hmm. that gets you another what is it, 19 points? Sure, Brandon Cooks hasn't scored a touchdown since week nine, but yeah, no, I probably should have started him. So then DJ Moore, Chris Godwin, that's a uh, coin flip. But yeah. So you start DJ Moore, uh, you start Chris Godwin over DJ Moore, that's another 13 points. 10 points. Uh huh. 10 points, sure. What are we at now? Are we at like 50 points? Uh, 13, 15, we're at 38. 38. So then we've got uh, Wyatt, like Dallas Goddard, Rob Gronkowski. Gronkowski has been on fire the last few weeks. Oh, has he now? Well, no, but... Would you like me to read? No, no, let's just leave that. Four and six. A guy that scored four and six in two previous weeks. You think I should have started over Dallas Goddard? Yes, yes, because Dallas Goddard was what? Six and five. Yeah. So it's toss us. Yeah, so tuck yeah, down. It look, I'll I'll let you finish and then I'll I'll let you know uh my thoughts on this. But keep going, you're on a roll. So 13 uh, points. So yeah. now we're at 51. Uh, that's 10 points. 13. Oh no, that one's 13. Yeah, that's 13. That's 13.5. Okay. Okay, right. so we're at 51. And then, like, Saints D, 49ers D, why do you have 49ers D if you are thinking about starting them? Because uh, I started them the week before? I don't know. So you, you think starting a defense against Kirk Cousins in a primetime matchup was a bad idea? 
Yeah. But let's let's just go for the sake of that. But and like if you'd done the AJ Dillon thing, you would have won. Uh, no, I still wouldn't have won. With AJ Dillon, you would have won. You're saying AJ Dillon and Niners D? Yeah. 60, 76. No, I still wouldn't have won. Are you sure by the point? That would have got me to 164. Yeah. Okay. I guess if I had picked uh, a different kicker, like if I had benched the number yeah. one kicker in fantasy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that was that was a fun exercise. Uh, it only goes to prove that I had a loaded bench and probably had the options to at least make it a matchup. Um, I, look, I'll say this. Uh, when we talked about my lineup before the matchup, I asked if you thought there's anybody I should be starting. And you did name Godwin. And you did name Gronkowski. You did not name anybody else. Uh, therefore, I don't believe uh, that your argument holds a whole lot because, look, who's going to start A.J. Dillon? Brandon Cooks, I suppose, but Brandon Cooks had not exactly been lighting the world on fire coming into that matchup. Uh, the Raiders' defense is terrible. Uh, they just allowed Herbert to go for 30 the week before. So was to a bad start? Well, obviously, because he got benched. Uh, we all know that now, but... We did not know that was going to happen prior to the game. So, I don't know. Yeah, there's there's a certain amount of regret, I suppose. But let's see what I went up against. Uh, Alvin Kamara scores six friggin' touchdowns in one game. Uh, Devontae Adams gets a 39, three touchdowns and 100 and God knows how many yards in that one. Uh, Jason Sanders, you know, double digits from the kicker. Uh, Jonathan Taylor with another 19. I mean... Yeah, oh, by the way, that does win. The weekly plies as well. For most kicker points? Yeah. Well, there you go. The old double dip. Uh, so, yeah, like that squad, even with a zero out of Corey Davis, uh, was, I think she killed you by the end of the Saturday afternoon games or something like that. Oh, she pretty much beat me once Camara scored. Like the fourth touch. Uh, no, because like that was the first game of the week. Like. I suppose. I mean, I I hadn't given up. <laughs> uh, I'll say that, but I needed big performances from my Saturday guys. Did not get them. Yeah. I needed even bigger performances from my Sunday guys. Did not get those. Yeah. It just it wasn't it wasn't a very fun week for me. But Barrett's team's really good. It, you know, it was a team that we had. Uh, talked about, I talked about at least several times as being one of, if not the best team in the league. It was the team that I wanted to marry. And, you know, she was missing Will Fuller. You know, seeing the Will Fuller suspension earlier, I thought, okay, there's the crack that I need to leap Barrett's team. But she uh, obviously didn't need a second receiver. Second year in a row, you have not needed a second receiver to win the fantasy championship. <laughs> you just, you know, you get enough uh, of those other guys. Uh, you know, special honorable mention, uh, something that we mentioned last week, Barrett uh, skimped on quarterbacks, didn't end up needing quarterbacks. Uh, both guys scored under double digits. Uh, yeah, nine out of three, seven out of Jared Goff. Still got a 166. And what was it? How much of her budget was her two stars? That's $6. No, her two stars, 78 and... Oh, Devante and Kamara? Yeah, 47. So she spent big on the receivers. Those were near the top. 
uh, for the guys at those positions. Yeah. And totally worth it. You know, she bought the correct guys. Had she ended up spending on Zeke and I don't know who, because Hopkins was pretty good and Hill was pretty good. Uh, Julio, had she spent on Zeke and Julio, then would not have been the same team. So, yeah. You know, was it savvy or was it luck? I, you know, a little bit of both. Time will tell, but uh, we'll go ahead and say savvy. A little bit of both. Like, there's always a little bit of luck involved in fantasy. Like, you cannot yeah. predict injury too much. Yeah, I mean, whoever drafted Saquon is probably saying luck, and then whoever drafted Kamara is probably saying savvy. So, I will, like, we we should always say like, if you're drafting Dalvin Cook. You should know that he is probably going to get injured for one or two weeks of the year. Most likely. I mean, even even Devonte missed a couple games early yeah. and ended up staying healthy for a crucial part of the season. And so, you know, if those guys can get their injuries out of the way early, then uh, home free. The, so uh, the biggest question I, for Barrett is oh, now. Uh, uh, firstly, if we haven't said on the podcast already, congratulations to Bella. Uh, our first double uh, double champion, second-time champion, two-time, two-time champ, whatever you call it in America. Uh, mm-hmm. So congratulations. Well done. You are also an American, by the hmm? way. Aren't you also an American, technically? No. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Haven't you been here for seven years? What's the status? Yeah. American immigration is fucked. Um, So, yeah, congratulations. What was I going to... Yeah. Even though she did not spend much money, like how much did she spend on Breeze? Well, she paid for Breeze. So Breeze is a $5 keeper. Goff is a $4, $5 keeper. So, oh, Breeze will be a second goalkeeper. She could even keep Cousins if she wants. And Cousins. Looking at her score, I may keep all three quarterbacks. If you were If I was better. Okay. Well, Breeze might retire, so we'll wait and see that one. Yeah. That gives us a nice... Oh segue into oh did you want to mention your special mention oh yeah special mention to eric uh in a meaningless matchup uh with himself and andrea uh, he actually had a point two four point two two point lead uh going into monday night football had the lead had the win all locked up he had patriots defense going all he had to do was bench patriots defense Left him in, they got a negative three, and he lost the matchup. So, boys and girls, this is why you got to be paying attention. Uh, and obviously, he wasn't because it didn't mean a whole lot. But uh, just a lesson uh, to, you know, maybe you bench your defense uh, or whoever before you go into a Sunday or Monday night game to lock up the win. But all right, uh, let's go ahead and move forward. Let's so, that segue, uh, keepers, oh. let's talk about keepers for next year. Keepers for next year. Uh, and I'm just going to go from the top. So, like, Christina's team, she has two very good keepers in Molly and Herbert. Uh-huh. Her third keeper will probably be a running back. 
And I'm going to guess it's going to be Lionel Jones, but who knows? Okay. Uh, thoughts? Uh, what about Darren Waller? Doesn't she have Darren Waller? For she does. And she could keep Waller. Like, that's probably a 20. <laughs> no, it's that probably gives her $15, right? In value. Whereas keeping Lionel Jones probably gives her $30. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's dollar value. Yeah. But would you not want to lock up the number two tight end who, I, you know, he's not Kelsey's class, but he's in his own yeah. class. He, he's, he's a step below uh, Kelsey, but he's a step above every other guy. He's so involved in that offense. Yep. I think you go for the positional advantage there, regardless of, you know, market value. Cause you know, running backs, they kind of come and go. Uh, and she doesn't have that. You're really going to win leagues with. I don't think, I mean, Ronald Jones, I suppose he could keep ascending. Um, what is, what'd she draw? 21 bucks for? $21. Yeah. So I, you're talking value. There's no value there. I mean, he's going to be $25 or $26. Yeah, next year. but he'll go for $45, 50 mm, Yeah. Good chance. Okay. Moving on to your keepers. You had a yes. fairly good set of keepers this year with oh. uh, Jones and Chubbs, but they're both gone. Oh, you're saying last year? Yes. Yeah. yeah, but they're both gone. So what are your thoughts? Yeah, my team is all keepers. Like you got Tua, you have Alan Rodgers as a high value quarterback keeper. I need twenty two dollars. Yeah. Let's see what quarterbacks go for next year. How will you know before you have to do the keeping? I think we'll find out. I'm predicting that they go for more. Oh, so you are saying he is a good keeper? I'm saying he is, a and good I'm gonna guess Cam Akers. Uh, I am going to let the offseason play out. We've got Akers. We've got A.J. Dillon. You know, uh, both Jones and Williams are free agents there. So it's entirely possible that the job is all his next year. Um, I don't I don't know. Maybe Brandon Cooks. Uh, who knows? I mean, probably not if, if one of those two running backs ends up coming alive. But, you know, we'll see what happens with Tua. That was a very disappointing end of the season. Uh, but I've also got Money Mitch. So... On my side, I think I've got two locked-in keepers and a third one, which I'll figure out. There's plenty to keep. You think I've got three locked-in keepers? Uh, I think you're keeping Dak, and I think you're keeping James Robinson, and I think you're keeping Justin Jones. So you're saying I'm locked in? Okay. Yeah. I think you really want to keep Eckler. Uh, I think that would be a mistake. No, no so I don't want to keep it. No, oh, you don't. Oh, okay. I don't know. Tanya? About. Car? Yeah, like car or. Does car go for significantly more than $5 next year? Yeah, I don't think so. Like open market? I don't think so. I think there's enough low level quarterbacks for me to pick up one or two. I, look, it'll be very interesting because this year I think the value was suppressed a little bit. There were a lot of guys that went for $7 and under, and I think there's a prevailing wisdom after we've seen it that you've got to spend more. But you know, we still only have $200 to yeah. spend. So if we 
get in there and there's, you know, maybe the top half ends up going for more money, but we all have less money to spend on the lower tier guys. You know, maybe Kirk Cousins still goes for like three, four dollars. Maybe Derek Carr's, you know, still around that five dollar range. I, I think that's going to be one of the more interesting things next year is how do quarterbacks get valued? Uh, moving on to Fanny. I believe Wilson is not a keeper anymore, or is he? Fanny. Uh, no, he's got him for uh, another year. He's got Wilson. Okay, so, so Wilson, Metcalf will be allowed, and he's got mm-hmm. Moss or Swift or Deontay Johnson. Probably Swift. couple of value picks there. See you. Yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, how about Fanny's friend Ooh. Danny? How's Danny's team? I mean, he's got some options here. Yeah, you know, he spent big on Derek Henry, <coughs> presumably, so that he can keep him yeah. another year. Otherwise, I'm not really sure what yeah. he's doing there. Uh, Jalen Hurts all of a sudden looking like a pretty decent Danny, member. DJ Danny's Tart. also making our lives a lot easier by dropping half of his team. Oh, so we don't have to guess. <laughs> yes. um, so I'm guessing it's going to be Teddy Bridgewater, Alan Robinson, Derek Henry. Yeah. Robinson, really? If, okay. Especially if Robinson switches teams. Right? Like, Robinson moves to, say, I don't know, like... Well, he'll be a $27 yeah. next year, which would put him right in the Odell Beckham, uh, DJ Moore range for market value. Do you think he's significantly yes. better than those guys? Because he's a wide receiver one. But he was his 10th. So you think the opinion of him will be higher next year than it will? Especially if he goes to a quarterback who is more accurate. Like, okay. let's say he's a free agent. So what if he goes to the Texans? Right? Sure. Then he may become a top five. Okay, top five value would be somewhere in the yeah. Low 40s. That's what I'm guessing. Okay, yeah, it's not bad value. Uh, what about Devonte Parker? You can keep Devonte Parker with uh, hey, you know, another year. We're not of, talking uh, about Corey's team. We will get to Corey's team. I'm oh, believing okay. him for lucky lost. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, all right. Who's uh, Roar's team? Like we're just jumping all over. Okay. Roar's got Josh Allen. Yeah. Walton Roden. Yeah. One more year. I believe is Michael. Uh, I am gonna say it's C.D. Lamb yeah. and Chase Claypool. She's loaded yeah. at rookie receivers. She's probably gonna keep at least one, probably two. I don't think she can keep Judy. Uh, he's not in the class of those other two guys. Um, everybody else is a little too expensive considering the value you can get there. So I would say it's those two and Josh Allen, which is yep. a pretty good start. You know, receivers usually pretty deep, but those guys are just, you know, they're, they're point makers. Yeah. They make points. Badger's <laughs> yes. uh, yeah. team is looking interesting because I have a suspicion she's going to keep Cook. Yeah, you think she didn't want like given her post, she did not want to trade him. So that would be a seventy nine dollar. Uh, yeah, 
Yep. Which would be, or would that be seven? Or would that seventy nine? Uh, seventy nine. Uh, thirteen two. Do we round up? Bam. Depends on how we round, but. Uh, which would be right at the top end of the running back spectrum. Uh, you know, and that was based on the potentially inflated values uh, that we had. So who knows if people are going to go for that much next year, especially with the, the big quarterbacks going back in the pool, Mahomes and Jackson. Um, yeah, I, I guess I could see that. I could see Hunt getting yeah. for another year. Uh, I could see... Gallup, if he goes to a new team, Burrow. Well, it's going to be good. High likelihood of doing yeah, that. Both. Say. Yeah. yeah. It's a decent. Uh, yeah, not bad. Well, um, Ted's. How about Ted's team? Why don't you go first? Did you say Ted? All right. How about Ted's team? Uh, Ted can no longer keep Mayfield and uh, Lockett. I believe he can keep Brady for another year if Brady sticks around, which is likely. Maybe Miles Gaskin if he holds on to that job, if they don't bring anybody else in. Diggs is definitely keeping. Diggs, pretty good value. Yeah, I would say that's a highlight. He's definitely keeping. So we're probably looking Diggs, Gibson, Gaskin. I would go Brady, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Probably Brady over Gaskin. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, I'm just checking his. I think a lot of those guys on his bench are ineligible because he picked them up after the deadline. So uh, we'll go ahead and move on to. Oh. What else have we done? Oh. How about Eric. Eric and then Holt School. Okay. Eric is keeping Deshaun Watson <laughs> after like his it. whole trade back, trade forward. Mm-hmm. Is he keeping David Maybe, Montgomery? Probably. Probably. I mean, he wasn't cheap. Yeah, yeah he was cheap. Expensive. Six, sixteen dollars yeah, for. So, twenty dollars yeah. keeper next year. I'd probably keep him yeah. for twenty bucks. If you got twenty bucks out of McFarley and he did the same thing he did this year, you would be very happy. Yeah, I mean, twenty dollar running back is probably somewhere in that girly Carson. Carson was born. Uh, Mike Davis, like Mike Davis, Carson was born. Dollar running back this year. I know that's what was spent on him, but he performed like a twenty dollar. Only because he was injured. Sure. And, but like. Come on, you you mentioned Dalvin Cook. Every time you draft him, you know you're going to miss a couple games. Every time you draft Chris Carson, you know you're not getting six. I was hoping for more than what was it, six? <laughs> hmm. uh, anybody else on his team? Uh, Kittle. Keeping? Most Can he maybe? keep Kittle? Okay, Rugs, maybe. Uh, yeah. Mostert? I think Mostert has a high likelihood. Singletary? Keepable for one more year. Some people like him. Fine goal, maybe. Uh, all right, Holtzclaw. Anybody we're talking about on Holtzclaw's team? I don't know whether he's going to keep anyone. If he if he doesn't keep anyone, he doesn't have to eat any wings. So that's uh, true. And also, uh, let's not rule out the possibility that he quits and somebody else takes over his team. And who knows who might be the only. Real keeper is uh, JD McKissick. 
five dollars. But maybe Pollard if uh, Zeke yeah. goes down with uh, his trade, and then Newton. Mm, potentially, but Newton has like seven dollars. He was not yeah. particularly good this year, like on an NFL level. All right, let's do Corey's team. No, what do you like from Corey's team? <laughs> All right, uh, I think he's definitely keeping Dobbins, Ayuk, yes. and Hawkinson. Hawkinson. I think Hawkinson uh, definitely getting capped. I think that's probably the, the slam dunk. Knowing Corey, I think he's keeping Dobbins. And Ayuk, look, Ayuk is a minimum yeah. keeper, I'm pretty sure. So, look, we said wide receivers deep. Uh, Ayuk's probably third on that list. But, look, you don't seem to want I, to. No, I will give about. Dobbins. Dobbins, especially in the last few yeah. weeks, and Ingram gone, he's been sold. Yeah, I mean, He's not a bargain. Uh, he's going to be a sixteen dollar yeah. keeper next year, but uh, I don't know. I like Dobbins. I think his name comes up later in the podcast. Uh, um, all right. So knowing all this, knowing budgets next year, who's going to win it all next year? Knowing the budgets and all that, like who's got the money to spend? I think it is Holtzball's got money, but. He hasn't got great keepers. Dan, Danny has money and Derek Henry. So he could potentially have – he could do it again where he gets Mahomes, he gets Kelsey, he's got Derek Henry, and he could potentially pick up one more. Like mid-tier, just off the top 12 of the position. Because like, Mahomes and Kelsey will be like 80 bucks all up. Yeah, like I, Danny's got the most money, and and like you said, he's got Henry and a couple other nice keepers. But let's not forget that uh, he likes to tear his team down for no particular reason. I mean, Bear and I were talking about it before the playoffs started. Like, why did Danny take his team down? He had the pieces in place to make a run. Uh, you know, if he had somehow made the Zeke swap for somebody, but held on to Kelsey and Mahomes. If he had somehow been able to get Henry to add to that squad, like, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't get why Danny sold, but uh, if we can plan on him selling every year when he's got one of the best teams, then that's yeah. fine with the rest. Definitely of us. agree. Um, but it's a little bit up to dark. I, I think there's the only team who's going to have an uphill battle. is going to be Corey's team. He hasn't got the greatest keepers like Dobbins. Yes. Good keeper, $25 of value, right? Maybe $25 of value. Are you sure? But the good teams last year were getting $80 to $90 in value from their keepers. We had like four or five teams getting $90 of value. And by value, I mean... Mm -hmm. How much they spent on their keepers versus how much was the acceptable price. Or except expected price for that. Yeah. And when you look at it that way, Corey may be like 50 to 70 bucks behind everyone else. 
Well, let's not forget that we really have no idea what's going to happen with this team because he's probably going to trade for a bunch of stars and he may end up trading them away for money. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But he's definitely trading four stars at some point, probably before the season starts, uh, but after the draft. So I never rule Corey out. Uh, he's just, you know, he, he's got that knack for, uh, for acquiring <laughs> stars. Um, I'm going to go with Christina. She She only made the one trade very early uh for two dollars and so she's got basically the standard budget she's got kyler and herbert which is probably i she might have the best set of keepers i don't even care who the third guy is but um she's been steadily improving over the last few years came close uh next year i think it's her year i agree i agree with her keepers i don't agree with your final statement i think it's my year next year (laughs) <laughs> you already you already had a year hey you Bellett's had, had two like years. years ago that's all you get Bellett has that's had two why can't I have two all right well to uh, kick us off for our season recap uh, we're actually going to play a host with the most game we're going to call this one the jersey game which player jersey does each team deserve and you know, you could go a couple different ways on the definition. Um, I'm playing this like which player was the most integral to the uh, kind of direction of each team's uh, season. I'm I'm doing it similar but slightly different, which is which player most em- embodies the like the team and the manager. Okay. Yeah, I might have gone a couple different ways on this, but uh, let's go ahead and get into this. Let's start with uh, last place team, loser of the loser bowl, the losingest loser uh, that ever lost, uh, Andrew Holtzclaw. Uh, I gave Holtzclaw a Juju Smith-Schuster jersey. Uh, He was the uh, loser of the musical chairs of who ended up with Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, who actually wasn't that bad. Uh, we'll get to the side bets later or the bold bets. But, you know, you were critical of every time somebody traded for Juju Smith-Schuster, especially uh, Holtzclaw spending $10 on him. Just, I don't know, he kind of... Was he worth the $10? Was he worth the $10? I don't know. No, no, you know that. The answer is no. I, look, I, if you told me... Uh, would you spend $10 in auction value on Juju Smith-Schuster next year or this year, I suppose? I would have said, yeah. That he was wasn't the trade. It was $10 on top of other players. Yeah, okay. Well, not not the $10. The $10 was straight up. Was it? Okay. But it was also for half a season. So is he worth $20? Well, that's where things start to get a little sticky. But, you know, he was a guy that never quite hit that ceiling. Uh, he had a very slow start to the season. He had a bit of a slow like weeks, I don't know, 12 through 14. I'm not going to bother bringing up his game log. But um, I really wanted to uh, give him a Sammy Watkins jersey because that was just the sign of Holtzclaw giving up on the season by starting Sammy Watkins. But I'll give him a Juju jersey because, you know, he actually made some effort there and did not pan out. Uh, I am giving Holtzclaw the CMC jersey. jersey. Yeah, okay. Just like spending all his big money. And his team name is Luckless. Uh, monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had no luck again. His prize draft pick 
where he spent almost a hundred bucks on injured in the first few weeks of the season. And it was just- well, and also, you know, his stubborn refusal to trade him for auction value next year or trade him for other players this year. Um, he did not bother trading for Mike. I tried trading Mike Davis a couple different times. And he said, no, 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 I'm waiting for McCaffrey. He's going to come back. And lo and behold, did not come back. He had the one game and went right back on IR. So his, his stubbornness in holding on to Christian McCaffrey probably better in bodies and season. But uh, I knew you were going to say that, so I let, let you know. <laughs> okay. uh, Who do you have for Laura? Uh, so for Laura's team, you know, I've been on record saying I love her receivers, and I still do. I'm going to give her a Daniel Jones jersey because it really was the downfall of her team. She had a lot of nice pieces, but she never figured out that second quarterback spot. You know, eventually she stopped starting him, but kind of that, uh, I don't know, dedication to starting Daniel Jones in the first part of the season really kind of put her in a bind. You know, she had a chance at the playoffs late, uh, and she ended up making a trade for Stafford at some point uh, late in the season, but not quite enough to dig out of the hole that old Danny Dimes put her in. You know, kind of an example of how, you know, everybody was, you know, they had to get that quarterback and she didn't spend a ton on Daniel Jones, but that was the guy that she kind of hitched her wagon to. And, um, you know, um, maybe things would have turned out differently if she'd gone with a different guy. Yeah. Who knows? So I'm giving her a Jerry Judy jersey. Okay. And the reasoning is like, if you look at Jerry Judy's production values, he was there didn't quite live up to all of the expectations that are there, but probably is going to be better next year. Yeah, I like that. Um, with Eric, I was having a little bit of trouble, but then I saw this name and I was like, yep, obvious. And let's see, this may be the first one where we pick the same person. Uh, like uh, Carson Wentz. Yep. <laughs> and it's if you look at Wentz, he actually had a good stretch in the middle. And Eric was winning a few games in the middle of the season. But then, like, Wentz went downhill and Eric's team went downhill. And, yeah. Now, no more. Yeah, his season basically went as Wentz's game log did. Slow start. Had a nice middle of the season to get himself to 500 and then uh, just really tapered off there late. Um, and also, they look just like each other. Uh, I don't know if Eric owns a Carson Wentz jersey, but he probably wants a Carson Wentz jersey. So there you go, buddy. That's three. All right. Uh, next up, Badger. Uh, there might only be one right answer here, but who did you go with for Badger? I was going to go with Cook just because of her WhatsApp video. Oh, yeah. But no, I went with Marvin Jones. Okay. <laughs> so Marvin Jones, because he's a guy that you're always kind of tantalized by, but never quite lives up to the potential. A little bit. It's a little bit more like you didn't a lot of this season you didn't remember Marvin Jones was on the Lions. Just like you don't know that bad you see in LV. But she pops up from time five, so does Marvin Jones. Yeah, I like it. Um, I uh, did, in fact, go with the obvious one, Dalvin Cook. 
It was her best player by far, was responsible for a lot of her success. Uh, and, you know, the WhatsApp message of her letting us all know there would not be any trades for Dalvin Cook uh, kind of sold it for me. All right. Uh, next up, we've got Danny. Danny finished at six and seven. As we mentioned, had a good team, tore it down, um, is now left with like nine players because for some reason he uh, dropped all of his ancillary pieces. Uh, who did I go with? I went with I went with Travis Kelsey, not a current member of his team, but I think this kind of embodies the the switch right there at the crucial point, trading away the stars to get money for next year. And then the trade for Derrick Henry, which none of us quite understood. Was he going for it? Or was he not going for it? Was he just getting keeper value? But, you know, as, as I mentioned, and I, I'm going to touch on this a little bit later, I think the Kelsey trade was the single most impactful trade uh, at the time. I think that still uh, holds. And so that's the guy. It just, it, it kind of embodies that strategy. I, I don't understand why he traded away Mahomes and Kelsey. Uh, and I think Kelsey was a little bit more impactful than Mahomes, so I'm going to go with a Kelsey jersey for Danny DeBruin. Danny the Hat. Uh, so I went with a interesting choice, maybe a cheat code. So you don't have to have a name on a jersey. When you buy an NFL jersey, you get a black jersey. <laughs> <laughs> well, if that's the case, I would have given Badger a, a like a, a Bears jersey. Because of the three defenses. I really wanted to do something <laughs> that touched on the three defenses that she held all year. I mean, you had three defenses at one year because you're hoarding defenses for the playoff run. She had three defenses all year long. So, but, just on, honor, honorable mention. Okay. But that's why, like, blank jersey and blank team. Because, like, we could give him, like, a 49ers jersey, but not blank team, blank jersey. What are you saying? You're going to give him the like the Rob Lowe, just NFL. Logo? Yeah, let's go with that. Like, referee jersey. The, I'll give him the NFC Pro Bowl jersey, but blank. <laughs> <laughs> and that's because his team uh, changes players. Yeah, so. and like he doesn't keep players, and he traded away his whole team again. Uh, this may be a new record. He only has one player still drafted on his roster. Like even Corey has like three players that he drafted. Okay. Uh, speaking. Uh, well, actually, let's go to Fanny. Not quite. Uh, we got Fanny. Um, and so uh, I went Russell Wilson. So uh, this one just it really aligns with how his season went. Started off hot. We were talking. Uh, MVP for him. I mean, for us, um, and then just you know, hit a bit of a lull there in the middle of the season. He tapered off, couldn't quite put things back together. Made the trade for Zeke, uh, didn't help enough. Um, you know, I had some other options here. I really wanted to, uh, you know, maybe give him a, a Josh Kelly jersey just because <laughs> there were a lot of weeks where he was starting Josh Kelly, and there had to have been better options either on his team or the waiver wire. And that also contributed to his lack of success this season. Um, but I'll go rest. Uh, Cause I, you know, kind of with Wentz, I think he probably wants a rest jersey. I did the same. There you go. Like same reason. Similar thing. Uh, so for Corey was a tough one, but mm-hmm. a lot of good options. Uh, I went with Drew Locke. 
as a jersey. Oh, okay. And if you remember, like midway through the year, Coy had like a huge crush on Drew. Drew lost the next big thing. He's going to be my keeper next year. Yep. He's going to bring it all home to me. He's going to win it all. Is there a possibility that Drew Locke is one of the keepers for Corey? Potentially. <laughs> and it all just fell away and broke apart. So kind of like with his team, tried to piece it together, just didn't click. Made the playoffs, but was probably the worst team in the playoffs. I, I don't know. I mean, there were a lot of good teams in the playoffs. I don't know if I'd say his was the worst, but all right. Um, I'm going to go with Kenyon Drake. And this is kind of a twofold. You know, it harkens back to his draft, which, like, as we said, Corey always makes trades. And so his team on draft day is not the team he ends up with. But, you know, it was one of those guys. He, he started slow, um, ended up putting together a couple of good performances midseason. He ended up trading him away and then trading back for him. And, you know, the crucial point of Corey's season was week 14. Uh, it was that Gio Bernard decision. And, you know, at the time I was kind of watching people's rosters. I saw that he put Kenny Drake on the bench, which I thought was a curious decision. Ended up being the difference in the matchup. So I think I'm going to give him that Kenyon Drake jersey. He was a guy that he drafted, you know, him and Miles Sanders. Those were the two guys that he was going to ride this year. Ended up trading for him. And, uh, you know, played the matchup game instead of playing the guy that he spent $10 in future budget on. So we'll let him uh, wear that Kenyon Drake jersey all offseason. All right. Ted's team. Who'd you go with? For I Ted's went with team? Miles Gaskin. Miles Gaskin. Why? Okay. Like, his team was up and down a little bit, just like Gaskin on the season. He's a Washington boy, just like Gaskin is. What? Yeah, here you go. Newcomer to the league. What? Look at it. It ticks all of the boxes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's I it. like it. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with a Tyler Lockett jersey, which I think is hilarious because he's a 49ers fan. Um, but Lockett really, I, I felt like he did the best job of embodying his season. He had the 34 point game early, he had the 50 point game which directly contributed to his 192-point uh, performance. And just, like, that was kind of how Ted's season went. It was it was a lot of down and some real high high. Like, you know, you never knew whether Ted was going to score 90 or 190. <laughs> and he ended up getting into the playoffs, uh, had some favorable matchups. Um, it was, you know, it was a decent team, and, and Lockett is a decent receiver. He, he's a pretty good receiver. Um, but I, I think that that big boom... And that uh, big potential for bust uh, was kind of the story of Ted's season. True. So my my team. Um, yeah. Who did you pick? Okay. Uh, I, think <laughs> I changed it mid season. <laughs> oh no, I changed it and then I changed it back. Kind of like Drake. Uh, I gave you Derek Hart. Yep. Who was the other one? I, I was going to give you a Rodgers jersey. I had to do some quick math. Um, I wanted to go Rodgers because I was thinking, if only you had held on to Rodgers, would you have won your semifinal and made it into the final? Um, and you would have, but then the Justin Jefferson was the other part of that. 
and you didn't really have any better receiver options on your bench. And so you wouldn't actually have, have won because you wouldn't have been able to start Justin Jefferson. Although maybe you would have made a trade for somebody else or pick somebody up off the waiver wire. Who's to say? But I am going Derek Carr. Just, you know, but sorry to do it, man, but it was it was the crucial point in the season. It was the semifinals, and it was no fault of yours. There was nobody else that you should have started. You should have started Derek Carr. It was just bad luck. Um, but you know it, it was a guy that you had made a trade for uh, when Dak went down you had to go with Carr I think that also kind of embodies how you survived the season you had but like I said last episode you had a lot of injuries Dak went down mixing ended up you know going down pretty shortly after you acquired him Eckler Carson uh, also spent a lot of time on IR and so your ability to patch the roster and and you know continue to play at a high level was impressive and Carr was a big piece of that. Um, and just like Derek Carr in real life, he let you yeah. down at the wrong time. Yeah, I had cars for myself. <laughs> no. For Christina, I went with Kyla. And okay. pretty good season, pretty high performer all the way through, but in the end. Another quarterback that let her down. Right? Mm-hmm. Kyler just didn't produce. <laughs> uh, I mean, he produced in the oh, round that she lost. There were a lot of other guys that uh, had a direct effect on her loss. Uh, he was not one of them. Now he scored like 36 well, in the uh, quarter. I'll stick with Kyler. Um, I did not go with Ronald Jones. I do want to give him a special shout out because that, that, I don't know, maybe I should, you know what? Changing my pick. I was going to go Herbert just because that was a crucial point in her season. Just the, the kind of paradigm shift of going to pick up guys before they became the starter, which became the trend later in the year. It was a very crucial part of her success, but I'm going to go with Ronald Jones because I think this really kind of embodies Christina's way of playing fantasy. She she kind of picks her guys preseason and she sticks with them. God damn it! You know it happened with I, I don't know. Kamara came out of the gates hot, but uh, you know Jarek McKinnon was an example of picking a guy up in the draft and she held on to him until he kind of exploded uh, th- week three, week four, something like that. Uh, but Ronald Jones probably the best example of that. Drafted him for what do we say twenty one dollars, which was a bit expensive. He'd never really done anything in the past to lead you to believe he was worth that. It was all potential and started off uh, three straight games under double digits. And then he went 17, 16, 27, 10, had a bit of a lull there, came back with that stupid 98 yard touchdown against Carolina um, and was generally effective. And so I think Ronald Jones is the type of guy, you know, she's, Got an eye for these running backs that make that uh, leap, that have that breakout. You know, she's drafted Kamara in the past and other guys. I'm, uh, you know, those are all the examples I feel like giving at this point, but I'll go Ronald, Ronald Jones. All right. Who you got? So I've given you Dev uh, Carr's teammate, Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. And all right. The adjective I give your team. Is inconsistent. You you were probably the second most inconsistent team after ten, 
where Ted was like really uh, bipolar. You were a little bit more on like the positive side, performing well, but then there were just weeks you would have bad games. You had a lot of luck. I mean, when I slumped, yeah. I really slumped. But I, yeah. And you think Josh Jacobs is the perfect example of the guy? Well, you can no, never you look at his game He's either getting six or twenty-six, and he disappears. Yeah, games no, I you're like, what? How'd you disappear? Josh Jacobs was exceedingly difficult to uh, own this year. You know, he he averaged 1.7 yards a carry one game and 5.3 the next, and you never knew when the touchdowns were coming. You never knew when Devontae Booker was going to get a bunch of carries. You never knew when Derek Carr is now a goal line back. (laughs) Who did you give yourself? All right, so I wanted to go with Tua because uh, I think that was part of my strategy going in was to kind of skimp on quarterback and see if I could get some guys late. I thought he was going to pan out and he did not. Uh, I'm going to get myself DJ Moore because like this was the guy I was going back and forth on in the final. And like, let's be honest, I, I would have had to start AJ Dillon in order to win. Which is which was never going to happen, and to be honest, nobody was going to beat Barrett. Like Barrett's team had the best championship performance, so there wasn't a whole lot to be done. But I think DJ Moore was a guy that you know we talked about it pre-draft. He was a guy that I spent money on instead of going quarterback, so he was somebody that I was always paying attention to, just like praying that he would do well to justify that draft pick. He was my stubborn start. I told myself. When it was more Godwin, you know what? I'm going down with my, if I'm going to go down, I'm going down with my guys. And DJ Moore is a guy I've owned three years in a row. Uh, I really wanted him to be better than maybe he was. I mean, he was still a top 20 guy. Um, and I, he's still better than Robbie Anderson. I don't want to hear any more of that garbage. <laughs> um, but, okay. you know, he probably, yes, yes, my stubbornness. Of of sticking with my guys. And, okay, so who do you uh, have? For was probably my. <laughs> I'm gonna cut you off. I I had Camara. There's so, no other. It's Camara. Just don't be giving me anything else with a 56 point performance. I also had Camara, but it's, I was, it's like I think Adams is yeah. close. But I would I would maybe go Adams. Uh, yeah, like I would go Adams on your like how you were grading the teams. I'm going Camara a little bit more because mm-hmm. of Camara. He just he lost his quarterback, exactly the same quarterback as Barrett lost uh, a few through the season. Mm-hmm. Had to survive, did survive, came through in the playoffs. Like Camara was her team in a lot of ways. In like yeah. was projecting how her team was doing as well. So. Well, Camaro was pretty much the guy at that point in the draft. Like we talk about all the high dollar running backs and you could say Cook. Cook went for 66 and he was almost as good. But McCaffrey ended up getting hurt. Saquon got hurt. Zeke uh, was probably hurt not telling anybody or he just sucks one or the other. But Camaro was that guy that went for, you know, he went for 78 and it was, you know, was it savvy? Was it luck? Probably savvy. Probably a little bit of luck. Probably a little bit of both. 
But that was the guy that really changed her season. Had she ended up with any of those other guys, uh, possible exception of Cook, then her team would not have been in the position that it was. So, and Week 16 aside, it was a great pick. I think what she hit... Like, James Conner didn't do her thing. Yeah, I agree. All right, well... Uh, let's go ahead and wrap that segment up and let's move into new rule corner last new rule corner of the year Adrian so Edwards. we will keep a league and we've been talking a little bit about keepers next year uh, last year's whatever so how about we change up our keeper rules and instead of being like a little bit too much of a luck and people can say oh no it's scouting and I Read this college draft, like draft rankings and all the other bullshit. But let's go instead of being like true keepers and keeping all the values before. Let's make them like restricted free agents. So you nominate your three keepers or five keepers, however many you want, right? Or maybe you don't nominate any at all. You just say like, here's my team. Here's all of the keeper eligible players I have. And then all players are in the draft pool. And let's say, like, for example, we have Patrick Mahomes. He goes in, he goes for $40, and Corey goes, well, no, he's a restricted free agent because he's keeper eligible, so therefore I can get him for a 20% discount. The first year. Or maybe it's a 50% discount the first year. And it's a 20% discount the second year. So that way it kind of balances out the like luck of picking up a James Robinson before week one. The luck of picking up like Justin Herbert before he starts kind of thing. Um mm-hmm. You could say it's scouting, you could say something else, but it, it's a little bit of luck to me. Whereas, like, the week after Justin Herbert starts, he goes for, like, a $20, uh, what do you call it? Auction, uh, way of wire pickup, right? And then that's his floor. Yeah. Like, yes, you will still get a discount, but the floor price is, like, that value from last year kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So... Balances out. All right. Well, to close us out for the 2020 fantasy season, we're going to give out uh, a couple of awards, uh, best and worst trade and best and worst waiver move. Uh, let's start with the trades. Best trade of the year. Um, I am sticking with the Travis Kelsey trade. And, and these are kind of, you know, they kind of go both ways. So a trade is really good for one person, maybe really bad for the other person. You know, sometimes there's a win-win trade. But I'm going to say from Corey's perspective, this was the trade of the year, getting Travis Kelsey for, I can't, was it 10 or $20? Whatever it was, I think it was 20 uh, Bargain. Because as we mentioned, he was so much better than really any other tight end. I mean, Waller was sort of close. But mm-hmm. that advantage at tight end every single week probably – should have propelled them uh, further than he ended up getting. Um, so I'm going to say Corey uh, getting Kelsey trade of the year in a positive way. What was your trade of the year? I may like, 
I think they were pretty even. There wasn't anything that got like completely one-sided or was even when it happened and then one person just won out. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say that Danny lost that train. No. And so I'll go with one of ours. Like, I think the Lodges, Tannehill, Mike Williams, Justin Jefferson trade, mm-hmm. I feel like I came, especially because we both lost the championship and all that, I came out ahead. And sure. for Tannehill versus Lodges, it was a lot closer than what people gave it credit to it. So I like my yeah. I would say so too. Yeah, that, I think that was the closest we had to a win-win trade. I think both teams upgraded. Um, it didn't work out for either one of us to win the championship, but you know, only one person wins the championship each year. So um, I I still feel good about it. I, I would you still do the trade? Yeah, I think I would because I think Justin Jefferson is probably going to be a forty-dollar keep like expected value next year. Mm-hmm. So to get him for real cheap will be good. <laughs> All right, and then how about your worst trade of the year? Worst trade of the year is because it's just like a WTF trade with the whole uh, Sean Watson never go around. <laughs> it's just like okay, what was going on in Alex's mind? What was going on? Why? Ugh, it was just so bad. All right. Uh, I am going to uh, do an honorable mention and then my actual worst trade. So honorable mention goes to Christina for trading away Terry McLaurin for Johnny Smith. Uh, not in, in no small part because she already had Darren Waller. So what the heck did she even need with Johnny Smith? And McLaurin ended up being like a top 12 receiver, which is a lot of value to give away for a backup tight end or tight end insurance or whatever you may think. And, you know, Johnny's value at the time of the trade was a lot higher than it ended up being. So it obviously looks worse now, but at the time I was still shaking my head, you know, what exactly is Christina's move here? And I think we said it as as much on the podcast, but actual worst trade. uh, I'm going to say the Dobbins trade. It went under the radar at the time. Uh, Nobody really gave it a whole lot of attention until Dobbins started doing things at the end of the year. That trade, I'll remind you, was Nick Mullins and Jeff Wilson for uh, J.K. Dobbins. And, you know, he was $16, and so his keeper value probably wasn't as high, at least perceived value, as it is now. But Mullins and Jeff Wilson, like, come on. I I know Laura needed a quarterback uh, for that week, but that's a lot. That's, I don't know. It just it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me at the time. I think I was just hoping that Corey would e- either give up on Dobbins or Dobbins would, uh, I don't know, not pan out. And I guess you could say, you know, Akers never quite lived up to the potential until, you know, week 14, I guess, or 13, uh, whenever that was. But that, I think, was probably the uh, worst trade of the year. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, best worst waiver move. Uh, let's start with the worst one. What was your worst way? And we're saying uh, waiver bid or free agent dollar bid, not exactly a free agent acquisition for no money, but you know, Wednesday waivers, what was your bid of the year? Or, sorry. Worst bid of the year. Worst bid of the year is Jeff Wilson Jr. Again, how much did Coley bid on him? 
for Jeff Wilson Jr.? Oh, I don't know. Was it? No, it wasn't Jeff Wilson Jr. Who was it? Oh, you go on. Let me do the research. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My my worst bit of the year, and I think this owner would agree, it just it didn't pan out. Uh, but Benny Snell Jr. going for $35 in week two is a lot of money. Uh, we all kind of, I mean, and there were a number of bids. You know, he, there was a $21 bid, a $17 bid. So he was not alone in thinking that he might be the new running back in Pittsburgh. But it just, it didn't pan out and and obviously hindsight's 2020 but um that i i think that was a little high oh even even at the time um my one is james winston sorry james winston for 36 dollars oh okay. well a lot of people bid on james winston yeah. uh it was when the waiver was going out it wasn't sure who would be the starting running back Every quarterback. Uh, quarterback. And spending $36 is a high amount for someone who never started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that did not work out. Ended up being Taysom Hill. Uh, I'm going to go ahead just so, you know, just so we're fair. Uh, my bid of Dexter Williams, I can't remember what week it was. I think it was maybe week 11. Uh, I was really low on running backs, I, I got to say, uh, but the 20-something dollars I spent on Dexter Williams there, who I ended up dropping before the game, uh, was possibly the worst bid of the year. So uh, I am not immune to the bad bids. But I will say uh, not immune to the good bids because my bid of the year in a positive way was myself getting Mike Davis in week three, $27. Well worth the money spent. He really kind of kept my team afloat while I had some running back injuries. I'll uh, also mention uh, it was a perfect bid. It was 27 and there was a 26 and a $25 bid. A lot of people like Mike Davis that week. Um, Nobody quite bought into him after they couldn't get him for free agent money. I think uh, Andrew mentioned, well, you're not going to spend real money on Mike Davis, only fake money, but. Uh, he ended up uh, getting traded to Danny's team later, ended up being a key cog in his uh, you know, bid to avoid wings. So Mike Davis, sneaky good pick. I will go who's for your, your best bid of the year. And I will go uh, Miles My- Gaskin. Miles Gaskin. $18, I think it is. And same week. Yeah. Same week. And again, good value. Not quite as great, not quite as consistent, but pretty good. Yeah, uh, good when he played. Uh, he had, what, that uh, four-week absence in the middle of the year, which, you know, made the stats look a little different. But, um, you know, very good in the playoffs. Had, he, had Ted been able to advance, uh, would have been a key contributor down the stretch. All right. Well, let's go ahead and settle up on the bold bets. Uh, We had 11 bold bets this year. You won nine of them. Great job. I will say uh, that I did win the Juju versus Claypool one. We we go back and forth. Barely. Barely does not matter because you also barely won the Kenny Galladay one. You barely won 
Uh, I think the McKinnon, uh, Ronald Jones one, barely won the Mike Davis one. So you have a lot of barelys in there as well, my friend. You only won the Juju one because of like one bad week. So. <laughs> Neither guy was good between like weeks 13 and 15. Yeah, but like, you know what the original, we, bet, was? Was the the original bet was Juju's the third wide receiver. And, and first of all, I just want to say that does not matter. Fantasy points don't care whether you're the one, the two, or the five, as long as you get fantasy points. And as we saw, that team supported three top 25 receivers. All guys, all three guys finished in the top 25. So I don't really care if you're the fullback, as long as you're getting discount points. So. Kyle, you said- uh, but great job. Great job taking the easy side of all. Uh, 11 of those bets and, and winning nine of them. So, but, uh, Juju, like me saying taking the against the Juju side isn't the easy side. Was no. it? Claypool was the up and down. Yeah, and I said Juju is worse. And you're like, oh, is he? I, the, the public perception of Juju at the time was real low. Including yourself, and I believed in the guy that had okay. points in the past as opposed to the hot shot. Okay, well, let's close out for the year. Um, let's give a shout out to uh, I think we're going to try and do some playoff fantasy, maybe NFL, where we just set the lineup at the start and then you just go from there. Yeah, if anybody wants to do a, a playoff team fantasy, NFL.com. Well, no, let's just, uh, let's just say it here. We're, we will set up the NFL.com playoff fantasy league setting competition thing. Let's say 10 bucks in. And depending on how many people we get in, we'll work out the payouts. Exciting year for all of us. Different, crazy. So let's hope next year is just as exciting. Let's hope we get to see each other more in person and maybe watch some football together yeah uh i'd like to give a special guest or a special thank you to all of our guests this year uh made the podcast happen made it listenable because nobody wants to listen to age and i for an hour and a half straight we got to get some other voices in here to uh, increase the level of enjoyment for the listeners and level of enjoyment for the guests themselves i think everybody loved being on the podcast uh, especially our, our repeat guests. Um, anybody that did not make it on the podcast, I uh, apologize that we couldn't get you in uh, unless you turned us down and then uh, go fuck yourself. But uh, thank you to everybody involved and to everybody listening. Uh, it was quite the year. Bye for now. And goodbye from Sweden.